With the Lady Jessica and Arrakis, the Bene Gesserit system of sowing implant legends through the Missionaria Protectiva came to its full fruition. The wisdom of seeing the known universe with a prophecy pattern for the protection of BG personnel has long been appreciated, but never have we seen a conditionate extremist with more ideal mating of a person in preparation. The prophetic legends had taken on Arrakis even to the extent of adopted labels, including the Reverend Mother, Canto, and Respondu, and most of the Sharia Panoplia Propheticus, and it is generally accepted that the Lady Jessica's latent talents were grossly underestimated. From Analysis, The Arakine Crisis by the Princess Irala. Private Circulation, BG File Number, AR-8108857. back to I've read Dune with Rory Voy. I'm Rory Voy. I've read Dune. It's a podcast mm. where, where I've read Dune and I talk about it with my three my two incorrigible friends. <laughs> no, there's, no, there's a third friend. There's a third, there's a third friend who's there's you know, a stinky whiz- grump in the back who doesn't yeah, talk. Yeah, Wizbird, the wizard. <laughs> Thanks well, for I'm, being here, Wizbird. So that's Wizbird. <laughs> I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. So yeah, so this is the podcast where I'm going to attempt to tell them page by page what happens in the book Dune, and they resist a, at, at all costs. <laughs> I don't know that we're resisting exactly so much as just kind of... We're just abrasive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're like the, 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 the green side of the sponge, you know, we we're get it done. We're an ungreased wheel. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta really handle us, Rory. Uh, we're we're di- we're gonna be difficult, but it's by no fault of our own. Right, we're uh, all covered in sand. <laughs> you are all covered in sand. And speaking of, this is the first chapter to take place on the planet Dune. Ooh. So we're really getting this shit going now. We're making. Now we're really we're, kicking into hyperspeed, making some real Dune sounds today <laughs> from my my spoken word album. Uh, uh, Dune sounds. Arakeen lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, uh, what does that sound like exactly, Rory? <laughs> now, Kyle will have to loop that a couple times to kind of give it the full choral effect. But uh, right. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the that's the soft moan of a sandworm <laughs> that, uh, as it oh, crests and gee, dies back. Gee, Rory, what's a sandworm? We haven't heard about those yet. I mean, I think we did a little bit. I think I think Paul read his, a book about Dune, and it was like one page. That's uh, true. Sandworms to watch out. So should we talk <laughs> about, because uh, right before we jump into Chapter 7, should we talk about uh, what's previously occurred? Sure. Uh, tell me, tell me what the story sounded like prologue. so far. Tell us uh, about the pro. Yeah, so you've got the, the, uh, the Atreides house. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got our, our Duke Leto Atreides, and he uh, is going with his family to Arrakis. And he lived on Caladan before, and his son Caladan. is Caladan. 
But I've been um, saying Caledon. I'm the fuck up. Oh, ah. good. Okay. So, and his son, but is super cool. His son, yeah. but is super cool. Uh, <laughs> Paul Atreides, and he might be the Kobe Jafar. Um, <laughs> there it is. You got no, it. No, wait. You know, he passed the Gom Jabbar. He might he might be the Kwisatz Haderach. Right. And uh, his mom is a sorceress. Yeah, she's a she's a sorceress of a group of sorceresses. Uh, they're they're kind of like getting high together on their own secret supply that kills men. And uh, th- there's them. And then there's like the calculator dudes, the the Mentats, the Mentats. Uh, and everybody's kind of using spice and drugs. And it's all a real 60s time. Right. And the person um, who owns a lot of those drugs is Baron Harkonnen. And he's got a bunch of uh, evil boys with them trying to sabotage uh, the new operation going down on Arrakis. It's going to go down soon. Yeah. It's like Baron Harkonnen and the emperor. They're sort of like scheming against the Atreides family. There's some scheme boys. Yeah. There's right. some real schemes happening. There's like a Dude, triple traitor. Cool friends. Yeah. And they're all, you know, it. it from the perspective of our boy, our main boy, uh, whose name is Paul, uh, everything seems kind of normal until this most recent chapter where what seems to be a family vacation, his father reveals to him is actually going to turn into some sort of horrible bloodbath and they all might die. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of a fun little truth bomb to drop on your child. Um, right. And, you know, they're sort of caught up in giant machinations that are a lot bigger than uh, just just Paul. But he is suddenly now realizing that he's sort of in the middle of all of it and he may have to kill some people and make he also, friends with the might Fremen. be a math wizard. Yeah, that's right. We ended last chapter by him being like, I want you to go train as a mentat and him right. being like, huh? Also, okay. there are orange Catholics and that's just important to just have stated by itself. Yeah, uh, I don't think, I don't think we want anyone to forget about that. Right. So I do actually want to clarify one thing. Uh, cause according to the internet, we might be wrong about some, but we were hypothesizing when we were learning about orange Catholics, that maybe this was like the distant past and they had been seeding religion across the galaxy. And so sure. maybe we got Catholicism on earth because of like orange Catholics and some sort of like religious program. But according to the internet, this takes place in the far future. So maybe, not. Right. So that that is true. The question, the, the thing that uh, to me is unexplained is, did humans originate from Earth or is the explanation for the religions as we know them? Uh, according right. to the they, book, Dune, they still come uh, from us or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is certainly in the future. This is certainly it's certainly possible that that humanity originated from Earth, but it's also possible that we're just part of this, this right. enormous planetary system. And. Right. As a very, very final tiny speed bump on our way towards talking about Chapter 7, I do want to call out Austin real fast. What do you mean according to the Internet? Did you go Googling without me? Are you trying to find information that is not coming straight from the mouth of Rory Voy? Because I feel like you're tainting our whole experience by looking online. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have not (laughs) seen anything beyond what we have already learned. I was using some basic, the first parts of summaries to remember what we had already done. Mm -hmm. I got my eye on you, Bridges. I, I I am not gonna. I'm you're not gonna, gonna you're, you're gonna show up and you're gonna start sounding like a real Dune expert, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be <laughs> super peeved. Well, you know, well you'll you'll just have to fight me. It'd be a, it'd be a great way. It'd be a great way to sort of uh, thwart the the podcast in general. If you read Dune and became the Dune expert and just <laughs> sat on that knowledge, it will be the and, best way to thwart Rory. Like you make you start making all these predictions that are super <laughs> accurate. 
And if both Andy and Rory stab me in the neck while we're on the air, that will also make for good radio. So we'll just kind of figure out what happens. Uh, speaking of what happens, why don't you tell us what happens in Chapter 7, Rory? All yeah. Right. We open up, uh, and the the fam is in Arrakis. Well, they're on Arrakis. Uh, Jessica and Leto are kind of... Uh, it's, it's funny when... Yeah, as uh, this book is so chock full of, um, you know, inaccessible terms and mm. and uh, future technologies. Uh, but we we open on Leto and Jessica just uh, taking stuff out of normal boxes from moving day. <laughs> They're not space boxes. <laughs> it's just like fellows cardboard. Yeah, uh, they right. have they have some kind of general. Uh, a couple banter for a little while. Why'd you pack uh, all these mixing pools? I thought we were going to give those to, 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 to this South, the South Joneses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really like these. <laughs> uh, and Leto tells. Sorry, do they uh, still have the Burger King cup that they never threw away? That <laughs> <laughs> has like the chip paint on it. It's a collector. Yeah, it's a collector's item. That's a good point. Okay, continue, yes. Rory. Right, so Leto has uh, told uh, Jessica that he has, well, uh, a woman has requested to be her handmaid. The um, the shout out Mapes. Uh, okay. Was that was that the name of the woman or some other thing entirely? Well, I'll tell you what. At the moment, <laughs> which you don't exactly know. Okay. She, she's literally called the shout out Mapes. The is no caps. Shout out and Mapes is caps. Okay. Um, so, you know, your guess okay. is as good as mine. I want to give a shout out to Mapes. <laughs> Love good, those. Good, good joke there, Austin. Real okay. nice. <laughs> Please. We're continue. really rolling now. This is this. We're on a so nice we meet track. Shout out, we meet the shout out Mapes, uh, <laughs> who is a sort of uh, crusty old Fremen crone. She's our she's our um, you know kind of like uh, she's got some spooky knowledge about about stuff. Uh, I guess because she's old and wizened. That's what uh, happened. Did they land on a city? Are are they like in a city on Arrakis? Arrakis is the name of the capital city, as well okay. as the adjective people of Arrakis. So it okay. is a little confusing. Okay, and do we right. learn anything about the capital city? We just know they're there. No, we didn't get that like first five minutes of a CIA movie where they're just, you know, driving around a beat up old car in Islamabad. We kind of just open up immediately in the palace. Got okay. it. And um, do the Fremen operate the palace or? The Fremen largely live out in the dunes, but the I, I it's one thing that I think is unclear in this is um, who who lives in the city, right? It's mm-hmm. clear that some Fremen live in the city. But they're not all Fremen, um, like spice workers, maybe. And well, there, there's that. But it, what I meant was to clarify the difference between a diff, uh, maybe not natives, but people who live and work in the city and sure. are not are just not Fremen. Who maybe Got worked it. for the for the Baron before? Well, there's that. But I think there is also just normal poor people in the city too. Right. Sure. Because there's you know water taxes and just, stuff. Um, you know, city people. Yeah. Sure. So they're unboxing, <laughs> unboxing, they're unboxing. Doing YouTube unboxing videos. They're they're unpacking, uh, right. and then there's this the Burger friend. King glass up in the cupboard, and then there's a <laughs> Fremen woman who's gonna be their bud. Yep. Uh, the the old the old the old witch shout out Mapes. 
the Fremen who asked to work for Lady Jessica. So there's um, the woman which uh, has wanted to work for Lady Jessica because she's Benny Gesserit. The shout out is a kind of uh, pseudo religious title, I guess, maybe like a shaman. Mm. Uh, it's not an official post, but it comes with some some regard in the Fremen communities. Okay. It's uh means well dipper, a meaning with rather important overtones here. What did you fucking call me just now? <laughs> call me a well dipper? <laughs> well you have to remember that the the water is the most important thing in Fremen culture. So somebody uh, impressed with the well is impo- is an important title. Great. Okay. Okay. That Great. makes sense. So she's she's the well dipper. Mm-hmm. And she has come to to meet the Bene Gesserit because, again, she's she's of she's of uh, certain religious inclinations. And the Bene Gesserits have have ceded their religious um, mm-hmm. value to across the universe. So this woman believes that Jessica might be their uh, essentially their reverend mother, the reverend mother of Arrakis. Got it. Uh, we learn uh, that. The Fremen have agreed to a temporary uh, truce period uh, during the during the transfer of power. Oh, okay. Uh, from Duncan Idaho and Hawat negotiating. <laughs> Duncan Idaho. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the friends, right? Yeah, Duncan Idaho is one of our boys. I know. Is he but... the sword guy? Uh, Duncan Idaho is the uh, old general. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! It's the still sword so guy funny. is Gurney Halleck. Okay. Okay, so so hold on. The Fremen, the Fremen have decided to, to do a momentary truce. You say, what were they doing before? Were they just like they fighting, fighting event? all the time? Well, here's what it says. Here's what it says. Uh, Hawat tells me want to fight all the time. Hawat tells me the Fremen were a deep thorn in the Harkonnen side. That the extent of their ravages was a carefully guarded secret. It wouldn't have helped for the Emperor to learn the ineffectiveness of the Harkonnen military. So the Fremen are kind of uh, just poking and prodding. They're doing precision strikes to keep the Harkonnens completely useless on the planet. Okay. Without that, totally overpowering them. That, right. Okay. Rebel, that guerrilla rebel activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. And so now that now that new new management is showing up, they're kind of like, all right, we'll be cool for a minute. Yeah, let's see if these guys can hang. Exactly. Uh, she uh, gives Lady Jessica a Chris knife. Which is the the ceremonial, the ceremonial, but also not so ceremonial, also very practical weapon of the uh, uh, of the Fremen. So the knife's name is Chris. Yes, yeah. the knife's name is Chris. Chris Knife. <laughs> it sounds like a nice guy. Be as funny as it was to me. <laughs> a surprise laugh. <clears throat> uh Great. Well, that's that's nice. They're exchanging things. Uh, do they have any presents for the Fremen, or are they just they just look like assholes? no? They, she didn't know. She didn't Here's know. A Burger King cup. <laughs> <laughs> she had no idea about uh, the shout out mapes. She was kind of caught with her with her with her uh, trousers down on this one mm, in, in regard to in regard to gift etiquette. Uh, so when Mapes gives her the gives her the blade, uh, Jessica kind of Jessica knows something about these knives. Um, it's a, some a little a little bit unclear whether it was from her Jedi knowledge or um, 
a reading, reading into uh, Mapes's actions, or mm-hmm. she just is well read. So basically, it's kind of like a sam- check. It, it's it's like a samurai sword. Is it the one the samurai sword that you're not supposed to sheath it without drawing blood? Maybe. Like if you draw it, you got to use it. It's kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm I'm I, as much as you might think I would be. I'm not so, really so, a samurai expert. Right, right, right. I just thought you know you you love swords so much though so I <laughs> such a sword guy I think we famous... all love swords pretty <laughs> I'm a sword maven right uh, so so Jessica asks like I, I thought you weren't supposed to do that with the Chris knife and and Mapes Mapes is uh, just she just is real upset about this about this this faux pas because uh, <laughs> uh, apparently that means that she now has to offer her life. Uh, just you know, to give her water uh, in exchange for the water that she didn't draw with her knife when she oh. drew it, oh. which is a little—it's a little dramatic. Yeah, yeah, very dramatic. And Jessica offers there's a um, there's I guess a ceremonial gesture that's like a scratch across the chest that says, "I recognize you would have died for this, and I'm choosing not to kill you." Mm. Also, I realize I feel like you should apologize to Chris above anything. <laughs> <laughs> But then it then, you know, the sort of like weird sort of um, debt culture spins back around where now Mapes is is uh, obligated to do Jessica a favor because Jessica's now spared her life. See, that's a nice sort of weird circular logic. Man, that's that's how I want it to work, though. When I arrive at a foreign culture, I want to bumble my way into suddenly everyone owes me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I didn't do anything wrong. They're the ones who've done the faux pas. I'm the cool guy. I forgot that's, the gift and now suddenly I fucking rock. Yeah, that's the perfect way to show up. Uh, yeah. So then Mapes and Jessica continue unboxing and packing. And <laughs> um, we get a little bit of conversation about this weird bull, uh, bull's horns that they there's a painting of the Duke's father uh, with next to a bull. Uh-huh. And it looks like there's dirt on the painting, but it's not dirt. It's blood. Whoa. It's a bloody painting. Wow. Wh- where was this painting? Uh, those horns were sprayed with a transparent fixative within hours after the beast killed the old Duke. Oh. Wait a minute. So, so there was uh, a Duke, not the Baron. I believe the bull is a is a, a metaphor for a Harkonnen. Oh, but he's not referred to as such in this. Maybe it's just referred to as the bull's head. But I don't mm. think the Duke's father was killed by a bull. <laughs> <laughs> a space bull. A space bull. <laughs> there is in and this is going to get when into he, the real nitty gritty of Dune. Planet. In the third book, in Children of Dune, we're introduced to laser tigers. So you have that. <laughs> you have that to look forward to. I swear oh, to God. God. <laughs> Did you both say that at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Um, so okay, so so clarify that for me. Uh, there's a painting that has some dried blood on it, uh-huh. and there's no real bull. They're just talking metaphorically about a bull, right? But they did put the real blood. They sprayed the blood on it to like make it make it legit to make it super Adams Family ish. Oh, okay, it's not like a this was the person was literally murdered here. Or like someone right. was murdered bl- with blunt force trauma by being hit with this painting. Right. Like if Dexter showed up and was like analyzing what what the heck was going on there, it wouldn't be like from the, the death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just threw it on there for he- for hex. 
yeah, just, just, to, be, just to be creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to, to christen the, the painting. Yeah, so Mapes goes off to go hang the painting in the dining hall, and Jessica has a sudden... <laughs> I'm to go hang this up. <laughs> <laughs> where do you want the blood painting? Oh, you know, where we eat our meals. <laughs> and Jessica decides she wants to go talk to her sweet boy. Her Does sweet she in this chapter? No, she just goes off to go talk to Paul. Got it. Okay, so we have so, that to look forward to. I guess we haven't really had any Jessica Paul moments since like early in the book. Right. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, so that about that about wraps up the summary for chapter seven. Okay. A little bit dry. Uh the Shadow Mapes uh is a character who were really the point of the chapter i think is is to introduce us to her and her kind of way of thinking we learn that she's not at all fond of the harkonnens as and that's part of why she wants to work in the duke's house and then she wanted to work for jessica when she found out a benny jesuit was coming okay so she's pretty optimistic about this partnership yeah she's not yeah that's why she gave that the the, the friend her way into Mm -hmm. anything no, it doesn't. But she does kind of have that like crooked old crone tone to everything. Like, you sure. know, she's not she she is acting on the up and up, but she's always talking in riddles. And it's like, come on, you're being super <laughs> suspicious on purpose. <laughs> what do you mean? This knife's name is Chris. Come on. <laughs> Did we get okay. any like indication of how Paul's feeling about any and all of this? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I mean, just that the conversation him and his dad had on the spaceship was that he's not super stoked about moving to the sand planet when he was on the cool planet. (laughs) I can fully understand and relate to that. Uh, So now that they're on the sand planet, like does it, is it like a downgrade? Are their facilities nice? Like it's probably nice place that they're moving to, right? Yeah. I, I would hazard a guess. The palace is still not quite up to snuff, but it is relatively, uh, you know, quality living. Cool. There's sure. no, there's no, there's no water, um, tithe, not tithe. What is it? The, they don't have to regulate water. They just drink water when they want to drink water. Oof. Like, man, <laughs> that, that must, I don't know. That seems like that. Always, that's, yeah. That, that kind of thing always seems really shitty to me. Right. Like when an entire planet's bio biome is desert and water is really hard to come by. And then, just because you're the ruler, you're like, yeah, and I'm just going to run the tap. They have for, like three bidets. <laughs> and they use them all at the same time. Right. Yeah. Have you they ever have cleaned your clean. ass from three directions at once? Yeah, a triple it's bidet. It's Triforce. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Zelda was so excited about. Right. The Triforce bidet. <laughs> uh, the one that gets your the 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 cleanest of butt can be. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous to go alone. Take these. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So it's fun. We've gotten to Dune. We have arrived on the namesake. Correct. I'm, I'm interested because I don't really know where things go from here. Like, does it immediately break out into like, like, are we going to, are we going to sort of take some time and have Paul sort of go exploring and meet like the Fremen and sort of get embroiled in local culture, or are we immediately going to get like shoved into like Harkonnen drama and have people, you know, this sort of big plot and this, this nebulous future uh, uh, assassination plot, right? Like, I don't know how quickly things are going to move. I don't really have a read on that yet. So I'm yeah, interested right. to see where it goes. 
Don't tell him, Rory. <laughs> oh, it, it's fine. I'll just pull an Austin and go look it up on Wikipedia. You, 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 you devil. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, shit. I just found out. I actually just know the ending. Oh, and also, Rory, you're right. Those laser tigers are tight. I just watched a movie about it. No, that's cr- chronologically impossible. You damn. <laughs> you damn it. <laughs> Oh, all right. We got to blow on like the dunes. Yeah. Uh, This is a fun chapter. Thank you for taking us through it, Rory. Thank you. Uh, We're we're always, uh, you know, amazed by your wisdom and your and you're such a font of knowledge. Uh, I bow at your feet. You're (laughs) my Benny Gesserit. Oh, that's sweet. You're my Gom Jabard. Does that work? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean. Does Rory kill little boys? Put their hands in spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a crime, I'm pretty sure. I think Rory's famous for killing anyone who's not Jesus. I think you're right. I've killed everybody but Jesus. Ooh, Rory, I missed. R- Rory's got a Rory's got a little case of the tireds, a little yarn a, from over there in Taiwan. A Taiwan yarn. Well, uh, it looks like a dune. Yeah, we'll see you, Dune. Is that really going to be our, our like repeated <laughs> sign out? Because it's really so. Well, it's time for us to Dune out. Um, sand you later. <laughs> I've got to sand it to you. Arachic. No, Ar- that's nothing. I'm gonna arachis you on the cheek, and oh. then <laughs> y'all come arachis <laughs> now. <laughs> ah.